Welcome to Canine Nation. It's Sunday, March 17th, 2019. And this is episode 128. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. This week, we're talking about focus. One of the more common problems I hear about from dog owners is that they have difficulty getting or keeping their dog's attention. It always seems to surprise them when the first question I ask is not how they try to keep their dog's attention, but why their dog should pay attention to them at all. It shouldn't be surprising that our dog needs a reason to focus on one thing or another, and that should include us. The world is a very interesting place, and sometimes things other than us can be very fascinating. So I wanted to take a look at what would motivate my dog to want to pay attention to me, and I put some ideas down in this essay that I call Dog in Focus. I can't get my dog to listen to me. I frequently hear this from frustrated dog owners. They are frustrated that their dog seems to be interested in anything and everything but them. I'm sure we have all experienced those moments when we ask our dog to sit or to come, and we get no response. You can almost see the words bouncing harmlessly and ineffectively off the dog's head. It's frustrating, but it isn't something that just happens. It's something that we have some influence over and something that we can change. The problem is focus. We need to get our dogs to pay attention to us. There's a lot of really interesting stuff out there in the big wide world to attract our dog's attention. But it isn't hopeless. We have the ability to shape what our dogs focus on by the experiences we provide for them. Sadly, too many people think that they are entitled to their dog's focus, and they should be able to just have that focus on demand. But it doesn't actually work like that. It's a simple behavioral fact that if your dog is interested in things other than you, then you are less interesting than those other things. You're failing to hold your dog's interest. My wife and I teach dog agility classes in a barn from time to time, and that barn is also used by horses. While the horse people do a great job of cleaning up after their animals, there will always be bits of horse droppings around. Rest assured that the keen noses of the dogs can easily find them. Many dogs find horse droppings to be a tasty snack, and in the barn, it's free for the taking. And that's why we tell our students, you have to be more interesting than horse poop. Dog owners will often scold their dog for not being attentive. If the dog wasn't interested in the owner before they started yelling at them, it's not very likely that they are more interested after. Scolding for attention is just saying, pay attention to me or else. You may have your dog's attention, but how much are they focused on what you might do to them if their attention wavers? A better answer might be for you to be more interesting to your dog rather than being more threatening. And it's easier than you might think. A simple way to be more interesting to your dog would be to wear bacon underpants. But that's not very practical. 
for many reasons. But there are ways that work almost as well as bacon underpants. Find out what your dog likes. Do they have a favorite game or toy, a favorite activity, or even a favorite food? Maybe they just like being petted and fussed by you. And trust me when I tell you that all dogs like food. After all, they eat food every single day. When it comes to food, you may need to be more interesting than whatever you feed them for dinner. Dogs like things that are stinky. Cheese, fish, ham, bacon, and so on. Things that your dog doesn't often get to eat will be among the most valuable treats you can offer. Try a sampling of things and see what your dog really goes crazy for. The same is true for toys or for games. Maybe your dog is a tugger. Maybe they love their ball more than anything. They may even go crazy for a squeaky toy. But you won't know until you try things and find out. Knowing the things your dog loves is just the first part of the puzzle. Somehow, you have to let your dog know that you have the things he loves and how he can get you to share them. Too often, I see trainers ask for far too much from their dog before giving up even a tiny morsel of a reward. Why would your dog pay attention to you if you had what they wanted but seemed unwilling to part with it? So the next part of our plan is to show our dog that all the stuff they love is here for them and it's easy to get. One secret that I have found is to be spontaneous. While it can be convenient to schedule playtime or training time, our dogs build their own view of the world based on their everyday experiences. If they know that play or training or treats only happen in certain places, at certain times, or under certain circumstances, there's no reason for them to pay attention to you if it isn't likely that the good stuff will happen. If the fun starts to happen anytime, anywhere, and in all circumstances, that's a good reason to pay attention. Now the common sign that fun could happen is you. Not just because you're you, but because you have demonstrated that the fun can and does happen at any time of the day. Another secret is to be generous. Traditional notions of training have emphasized that we shouldn't give our dogs the things they want for free. They should be made to work for everything. While there is some wisdom to that notion of teaching our dogs that I will do things for you if you do things for me, dog owners frequently ask for too much in return for very little reward. If my dog can go check out that yummy smell over there for free, is it worth paying attention to me instead if she has to do three or four or even five behaviors? And even then, there is only a chance that I might give her some kind of reward. But what if I flipped that the other way around? What if I asked for very little and then rewarded her generously? Would that change her attitude? So, while we're being spontaneous and offering our dogs the good stuff, we should also be generous and make it easy for them to earn lots of what they like with very little effort. I've found that it's really all about showing my dog that the best things in life come from me. More than that, those good things can come at any time and that they are incredibly easy to earn. But my dog isn't going to believe that just because I decided to be nice to them one Saturday afternoon. It has to be a lifestyle. Sure. 
There are times when I have to be a bit more strict about when I give up the good stuff, like training new behaviors, but if it's too hard for my dog to get the good stuff from me, can you blame her for going shopping on her own out in the big wide world? After all, there's lots of interesting stuff out there, and it is free. If I'm spontaneous and generous, and I'm not scolding her for attention, then my dog lives in a world where lots of fun stuff comes from me at random times, and it's almost free. I just ask for a well-known, quick behavior, and her cooperation and focus pays off big time. You'll be surprised how quickly your dog will start paying more attention to you after even just a few days of this. All of that free stuff out there that they used to pay attention to won't seem nearly as interesting as you are in just a few days. I think the secret to being more interesting to your dog is simple. Just be more interesting to your dog. We're not entitled to their attention. We don't get to just demand it. If we want our dog's focus, we have to create a relationship where that focus on us pays off in ways that the dog enjoys and wants. Really, it seems so simple when you think about it. If you enjoy these podcasts, why not drop by our website at caninenation.ca and you'll find dozens more to listen to. While you're at it, perhaps click on the donate button and offer us a dollar or five or whatever you'd like to give to help support the podcast and help us keep the lights on. Or you can support the podcast by spreading the word on social media or leaving us a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear feedback from you about the podcast. If you have any comments, stories, or questions, you can email me at talk to at caninenation.ca. That's talk and the number two at caninenation.ca. I look forward to your comments. Canine Nation is also on Facebook. You can find our Canine Nation page where we post information about the latest articles, podcasts, and news about Canine Nation events. We also have a discussion group, the Canine Nation Forum. It's a place to discuss the podcast, the Canine Nation essays, life with dogs, and training our dogs, or just to share some information we found around the Internet. Thank you for listening. I'd appreciate it if you'd share this with the dog people in your life. I guess that's all for now. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Mm-hmm.